Seven, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck, studio. That's <laughs> just what you've been waiting for, dears. Another episode of the Shy Life Podcast coming right up. Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. All I wanted was a pie, and then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it is it deep? Is it deep? <laughs> Boy, he's got all that shy is right. Blimey, Governor, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Yes, gosh, it's quite an exciting episode this time, uh, at least it is for me, because we've got a very special guest. Yes, a very special guest. Somebody who started out as a listener of the show, who has become a collaborator, and, um, well, I see a, a, a great future ahead of us in terms of collaborations, and, and uh, well, it's one of those nice times where you get to meet somebody who uh, you've got a lot in common with, and... Um, well, who you never knew before the days of podcasting. Uh, so it uh, it does happen now and again, and uh, it's always very lovely when it does happen. So anyway, uh, look, let's run that theme music. When we come back, um, well, we will speak to our special guest, but I'm not going to reveal who it is quite yet. I know the, I know the regulars want to know. <laughs> I'm going to tease them for a bit. Have a listen. Run that theme music. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> you won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. I'll go anywhere for potato. Delicious. Hello, campers. How are you? You quite like a big family, don't you, Paul? <laughs> go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> I'm right, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm strangely drawn to Yeti Uncle John's ankles as well. <laughs> Has the Shy Life Podcast slowed down? I don't think so. It's all gooey and easy and yum, 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 yum. Has anyone seen my hot sausage? <laughs> Come on, Paul. You've got to tell us who it is. Who is this special guest of yours? Well, well, he's a very special guest, that's who. No, no, Paul, that's not an answer. That's just that's just you teasing us. Well, we want to know. Who is it? Is it Henry VIII, Paul? Um, no, no comedy, it's not Henry VIII. Why, why would you say that? Well, didn't Lisa speak to Henry VIII recently? Uh, well, uh... Yes, yes, that's right. Um, Lisa did hop around in time quite recently. And I think Henry VIII is one of the people that she uh, she, she spoke to, uh, but only briefly. And, um, yeah, I don't think he was up for being on the podcast. Are you sure, Paul? It might be quite interesting to get some historical figures. Royalty, no less. Yeah, royalty, no less. And dead royalty as well. Oh, yes, that sounds, that sounds quite appropriate for this show. <laughs> really? 
Really? Yes, Uncle John? You're, you, you're going to make a comment like that? I am. I just have. Yes. OK. Well, it's not Henry VIII, and it's n- neither is it any dead royals, or any dead anybody. You do come up with the strangest things, you two. Well, no, we were just trying to uh, second-guess you. You're trying to second-guess me, were you? So, so... Dills, what do you think? Who, who do you think it is? Huh? Who, who do you think our special guest is? Is it? Is it what? Is it you? Is it? Let me move the recording device. Yes. Come on. Good boy. You're doing recording, Dills. You're doing recording. Yeah. Yes. There. Yes. So, Dills, who do you think it is? Hmm? Yeah? You gonna guess? So, some legendary cat that's dead about 500 years ago? Is that your, is that your guess? Oh, dear. Now you're making fun of us, Paul. I'm not making fun of you. I just thought you could probably have suggested somebody who might be our special guest who, who was, A alive and be not historical or a member of the royal family why would henry the eighth be on the charlotte podcast i mean ugh. i don't see any royals queuing up to be on this show i don't think we'd want them paul also they probably disapprove on your stance on the jubilee i didn't have a stance on the jubilee just not really into you know that sort of thing it wasn't the jubilee as such It'd be the same as if it was, you know, a big party, I don't know, for the Olympics or something. I mean, the Olympics are great, but they're not really for me, and I wouldn't attend a party for them. No, not even for free food, Paul. Look, if somebody was offering to take me to a party where there was free food, yeah, maybe, maybe I would. Yeah, I would have thought you would, Paul. I can't see you turning down free food. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, I'm wondering... Should we, um, should we, uh, ask any of the other regulars, or are we going to get just as stupid, um, responses? I wonder. Or you should ask the others, Paul. I should ask the others who they think the special guest is. Right, okay. Is it Joan of Arc, Paul? No, Ig, it's not Joan of Arc. Oh, darling. Um, could it be Laurence Olivier? No, Patina, it's not Laurence Olivier. Oh, I, I was wondering... Is your special guest Picasso? August, no, it's not Picasso. Uh, is your guest Buddy Holly? Martin, no, it's not Buddy Holly. Oh, my darling. Is your special guest Beethoven? No, Tallulah. Not Beethoven, either. Uh, oh, I was wondering, why is your special guest, um, Alexia Squawkatok? I'm, I'm sorry? Alexia Squawkatok? I don't even know who that is. They're a very famous phoenix. Are they? A very famous phoenix. Um, alive or dead? Oh, well, of course they're alive, Paul. <laughs> I don't expect you to speak to a, to, to a dead phoenix. Oh, oh, oh. oh, well, you know, just that it hasn't stopped any of the other regulars suggesting people that have been long departed. You obviously think you're very talented at doing interviews with people. But yeah, I'd have to be very talented, wouldn't I? Oh, dear. I was wondering if your special guest would be, like, a pie. A very big pie. A very tasty pie. Maybe with some mushrooms and some belly button fluff. No, Charlie, no, that isn't my guest. <sighs> Dear. Well, you see, Paul, it wasn't just uh, us who thought that uh, uh, your, your special guest might be, uh, you know, uh, somebody very, very, like, um, important. My special guest is somebody important. Just important now, not 
important 500 years ago. Oh, dear, oh dear, I wish I'd not even got you to start playing this game. Well, you know, Paul, you're making it difficult for us. We make it difficult for you. Yes, I see that now. And I regret it. I very much regret it. Do you want me to tell you who the special guest is? And will you stop being sarcastic or um, whatever it is you're being? I thought we were being helpful, Paul. You weren't being helpful. No, not at all. Oh dear, oh dear. So who is the guest? Well, um, the guest is, uh, well, it is somebody who you would have heard their name because they have been sending us music quite recently. Jill knows who I'm talking about. What are your musical friends? Well, yes, a musical friend, a friend who's sending us music for the show. It's Muffly on tour. Oh, Muffly on tour. I know who that is. Yes. Oh, exciting. Oh, yeah. He's a good chap. He's a good fellow. Yes. I've had a few words with him on Twitter myself. Yes, yes, I know. That's why we're excited. Oh, very excited. Yes, very excited. And before we speak to him, I thought now would be a good time to debut one of his new pieces. He's working on some music uh, to go on some videos for a... Um, trip he's making uh, very soon and uh, he's allowed us to play some of it I think this one is called Flight Flight 1 anyway alright, Flight 1, is it about an airplane? I, I, I don't know I don't think so, it's just called Flight, it's just called Flight 1 and uh, yeah, we should listen to it now well yes, marvellous, let's do that let's listen to it, here's some new music from Buffley on Tour
enjoyed that very much. I always enjoy Muffy on Tour's um, music. Yes, well, I heard uh, Bettina playing it in the background the other day. So his uh, influence is spreading, isn't it, Dills? Dills has got pre-orders on his, on his new album of, uh, of tunes, haven't you, Dills? Yeah, that's what you were telling me last night. Um, so, yes, so when's he coming into the studio? Yes, when's he coming into the studio? I'm very much looking forward to meet him. Oh, um, ah, well, what's that about? What, what's what about? That noise you're making, the ooh-ahs, you know? What's going on? When is he coming into the studio? Maybe he's not coming into the studio, but presumably you'll be speaking to him on the on the Skype or the Zoom. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he's not coming into the studio. He's not coming into the studio, no. No, it's a long way for him to come. He doesn't just live down the road. Oh, well, still, I get to say hello to him when you speak to him on Skype. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he's making them noises again. Paul, what's going on? Uh, this is the thing, guys. Um, it's not to say you won't meet him at a future date. It's not to say that uh, um, you won't be in the, the, the studio next time I talk to him on Skype. You're speaking like this has already happened. Yeah, he is, isn't he? I, I am, yeah. You see, it's just that it was a good time to talk. You know, this morning, quite early this morning. Uh, he had plans. He was just back from a run. Well, a coffee run. And uh, uh, and, and it was just a, a good time to talk. But neither of you were awake at the time. We weren't awake. You should have told me. Yeah, well, it was Sunday morning. So, you know, potentially, um, you might have wanted to sleep in. Oh, so we missed him. Yes, we had a little chat for an hour on, on earlier this morning. So, uh, yes, you've missed him. Oh, well, that's most disappointing. Oh, for goodness sake, Cromarty. This is the first time he's been on the show. Just made sense if it was just him and I. He's a big fan of you two. He's a big fan of all of you regulars. But, you know, sometimes you all take a bit of getting used to. Oh, charming. Thank you very much. No, no, that, that wasn't meant to be offensive. You know, it's just, you're quite a lot, it's Uncle John. Oh, dear. Yes, you are, is Uncle John. You're quite a lot. But what about me? Am I quite a lot? Not as much as Yeti Uncle John. But anyway, it's all done and dusted now. I think we should just um, play the chat. We talk about all sorts of things. From Doctor Who to, I don't know, all sorts of things. I think the listeners will enjoy listening to it. Yes, well, I guess we'll sit here and listen as well. Yeah, as, uh, as we couldn't be involved. Oh dear, oh dear. Listeners, here's my chat with Muffley on tour, which we recorded earlier this morning when the other two were still asleep. Even Dee was still asleep. Aren't you, Dales? Hmm? Yeah. We had our cameras on. You, you could have said hello. Oh, Dee could have said hello, but, but we couldn't. Oh, stop, stop, stop stirring. It's Uncle John, just stop stirring. Listeners, please have a listen. Thank you. Shine on it, 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 shine on it
So yes, um, good morning, and um, here we are in Leeds or Northwest Leeds, and uh, it's um, it's been a relatively quiet weekend. I mean, the week has been busy for all sorts of reasons, but um, finally taking Sunday to um, relax. But no, because it's the first time we've actually spoken together face to face. Obviously, we communicate a lot um, online anyway. But I was going to actually ask you some classic questions. Um, which are obviously sort of the kind of thing that we're always like sort of talking about. So top three Doctor Who's as of now, in terms of actual doctors, I mean, mine would be, let's say, mine would be Baker, Trout and then Pertwee. Mm -hmm. Um, Pertwee Um, used to be second, but like he he dropped a bit for various reasons. Yeah, yeah. I had, I I did have different favourite doctors when I was younger. And, but I was, I think I did this recently on Twitter. Nobody, nobody asked me to, I just did. I, I just do very much like Peter Davison, so I do like the Fifth Doctor because he's my era. And because um, we're you're seventy four, I'm seventy three. I'm seventy three. Well. I'm seventy three, but later in the year. Oh, tail well. end of seventy three. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, um, you've got older brothers, is that right? Younger brother. I was yeah. Because thing is, I've got an older brother, so he would have been my brother six years older. So my brother would have been. Pertwee Baker, whereas I was more Baker Davison. Yeah, as I said, sort of. Um, I've still got a soft spot for Davison, but like, I think just for various reasons, things start to go off the boil. Um, I, I, well, the most annoying thing for me was that because it was on during the week, I, I it was during the time when I was being forced to go to Cub Scouts, which I, ah, yeah. I didn't like anyway. But um, but I can't remember which season it was that clashed with. I think it was Thursday's Cubs. But I do remember a friend at school recording an episode of um, uh, A Planet of Fire on audio because that was the only way that I could even get a chance of hearing it because I was at Cubs. Yeah. Um, like, um, it's interesting because obviously when things started getting re-released on video and DVD, you know, the memories start flooding back to you. So, like, I have a f- distinct memory of being at my friend Owen Brown's house and watching the last episode of The Visitation when the um, sonic screwdriver gets dropped in the fire and pudding lane. I can remember watching that in the credits rolling. I was like, oh, right, I better go home now for my tea. <laughs> and then also, I think the whole thing with Adric, the thing with Adric was, I, I'm not sort of going to go into that, oh, he was annoying, da-da-da-da, and, you know, sort of, you know, the whole Wesley Will Wheaton thing as well, but more, it's that he looked very much like one of my brother's friends. <laughs> so he just always reminded my brother's friend, Adrian Stevenson, so there you go. I don't think I found him. As, we won't, yeah, we won't go into too much. But my, my main main comment would be: I didn't find him as irritating because he was still older than I was at the time. So he yeah. didn't feel like a brat because he was an old, like an like an older brother character. So, but I can see how some of my friends, like Nick and people like that, perhaps that five years older than than, than us, would would be more like oh, irritating. But I, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, that's how they do feel. So. Um... I've just sort of should say sort of uh, for everyone that my my wife's French. So like um, I kind of have this thing where like she's getting introduced to lots of sort of British programs and things. So like um, she's aware of Doctor Who, but, but for her, she's more aware of Doctor Who being David Tennant. And that's that's her Doctor Who. That's like she's just that's her thing. And then when you sort of say, ah, oh, there was this guy called Tom Baker and he was like, this eccentric bohemian and he was just like you know very un- otherworldly and stuff and then there's this other guy william hartnell and this other one is like going down this whole kind of sort of rabbit hole and then um 
and then just uh, the thing is um, we watch we've actually got uh, French TV we're a, a two a two dish household here officially yeah. legally a, a two dish household no no naughty streaming or anything and um, we tend to watch more French TV I don't tend to watch I think uh, Martin Holmes has mentioned this he doesn't tend to watch much uh, British current tv anymore because he just finds it so annoying and i'm very much with that we tend to watch more french tv because even like the game shows um are more family orientated um and fun and not cynical and it's not like sort of oh let's laugh at the stupid person or laugh at the person who's you know you know a bit thick or whatever it's um it's more sort of inclusive Although it was a bit bizarre, we, we had some friends over yesterday lunchtime because we're trying to sort out um, a cat feeding rotor for Monroe when we go away. And we were just watching this sort of classic sort of family game show. And for some, re- for some reason they had like this, oh, it's a sports round. And they had like a picture round. And it was sort of like something like um, you had to sort of say, oh, which Olympics was this in terms of, was it the Winter Olympics and such every year and the sort of Summer Olympics in 1984. <laughs> the picture of the Winter Olympics from one year was basically this bloke with his trousers down with his ass sticking out. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like sort of Saturday lunchtime on French TV. It's just like, yeah, it literally ooh la la, as they say. And French people do actually say ooh la la. There is a distinction. There's ooh la la, which is like, wow, oh dear, or my goodness, or oh la la, which is like, oh crap, you know, so like, so yeah, you get to pick up these different sort of um, things. But um, French TV, um, my wife and her sister, especially, um, grew up watching The Avengers um, on French TV, which uh, I'll get the translation slightly wrong, but Chapeau Melon on Botte de Coeur, whatever it's called. Um, so they were big fans of that. So um, from time to time, we will be watching the Avengers in French. So that's still got quite heavy rotation. And they still seem quite, um, and I know going back to Martin again, sort of doff the cap to Martin and his amazing vision on sound stuff. Um, they still seem very fond of the Tara episodes, which I am as well, because yeah. I, I get to a point with the Mrs. Peel ones. It's just like, oh, yeah, enough, enough now, please. And I like the Tara ones because they go a bit weirder and a bit darker in places. So, yeah, very much a fan of that. They're a bit, they get a bit formulaic towards the end of Mrs. Peel. Like I've said this before, you can see, you know, you come into an episode and you can tell exactly what stage, if you didn't know when it started, you're like, oh, we're about three quarters of the way through because they're doing this, they're about to do this sort of thing. And um, like, oh, here's a clue. Let's go to the umbrella shop or let's go to the stilt shop or let's yeah. go to the toy shop and like uh, all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, we watch a lot of French TV. Another bizarre one is uh, my wife loves watching David Suchet and Poirot. That's like our go-to kind of thing. Like, oh, what should we do? Oh, no, no. Tell you what, let's put, a, let's stick a Poirot on. And she loves watching Poirot, and just thinks, as we all do, David Suchet is amazing, definitive Poirot, and all the rest of it. What is strange is that they have Poirot on French TV, and obviously it's dubbed in French. So you have to sort of get your head around that, which is a bit bit of a funny one. So um, that's that's good to watch. Um, that's very good to watch. And so um, in terms of sort of my TV viewing, I did go through, um, I think I was talking to Simon Hart about this a while back. Hello, Simon, if you're listening. Um, I did the classic thing um, where um, 
I went through a spell where I've currently got Britbox and I went through like a real Doctor Who marathon and I was doing quite well. I was like really powering through it. And then for whatever reason, I've just got to the key to time. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I think I need a bit of a breather now. Yeah. I think I think it was Underworld that broke it for me because obviously zero budget left. And like, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I definitely watch Key to Time again. That and that that uh, I mean in itself I enjoy but but, but the few stories leading up to it. Um like yeah, like Underworld. I can understand, especially if you've gone that far. Yeah. yeah. So um I don't think we're really watching much at the moment. I mean, we've just sort of been busy doing sort of other bits and pieces. I mean I've uh had quite a lot of means work-wise sort of it's kind of our busy time of year and um so yeah i've sort of been doing that i um i work for the nhs but i work um in an office in leeds uh and it's to do with social care and stuff and um as you can imagine the last two years that has had a huge impact on social care and um we're sort of pretty busy and we're sort of going back into the office, but now it is very much this kind of hybrid way of working, which well, works well for me because it enables you to sort of um, avoid the sort of uh, stress of commuting. I mean, I um, I grew up in Cambridge or a village just outside Cambridge. So we're kind of, that, we've both got that sort of, you've got your Salisbury kind of thing going on. I've got the Cambridge thing going on. And the thing is definite sort of parallels. And I think I said to you before that, if we'd have grown up together, we'd have been sort of, you know, doing silly stuff in the playground together, blah, 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 and sort of all the rest of it. And um, then he's dragged into some part for a start. Absolutely, yeah. And then um, lots of sort of uh, boozy, geeky conversations in nice, cosy pubs as well, and all yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but no, after I finished uni, um, for a while, quite a while, I was commuting from Cambridge to London. And then a few years later, I bought a house outside Cambridge and just used to spend my whole life on trains and it's like spending three four hours a day just seems like really strange now could just never go back to it so this whole hybrid working thing which is kind of it was on it was on the cards for us anyway because we've moved to a new office and they haven't got enough desks because they've sort of reduced costs and so they've sort of been a bit of forward thinking but like the one of the silver linings of what's happened over the last two years is this hybrid working so like on friday i was busy doing something and then um i decided right it's three o'clock i'm gonna have a break and i'm gonna cut the grass and i'm gonna do it now before it rains otherwise it would never get done so yeah and you can't sort of really just you know pop out of the office and cut the grass so um there we go so um so i went a bit off tangent there for the doctor so that was the thing about so the other question i was going to ask you and especially with i guess because i'm thinking about what books to take away in holiday what are you reading at the moment what um several things are you reading at the moment well just remind myself i i mainly read on my um on my phone on my kindle app because partly because my think my fingers are sometimes a bit like with with my various ailments, it's not always easy to hold books for a long time. Mm. So I can tell you what I'm reading. I'm reading. I've started Good Pop, Bad Pop, which is um, by Jarvis Cocker, and oh, that's right. about him. This, so this is this is factual. This is him going through his um, like a loft 
and because he's a hoarder and all the strange things he's found, like like bars of Curzon soap from 1988, because they changed the the logo on it, and and he he loved the logo and he didn't want to get. <laughs> I mean, it makes it actually be quite reassuring because it makes me think, oh yeah, I get accused of being a hoarder, but really nothing like this, nothing like this at all. So, not bits of soap. So, um, so I reading that. I'm reading um, a book by Bentley Little who is a horror writer who I'd never heard of, but Stephen King recommended him. It's called The Haunted. That's quite good. Although I'm a little bit sort of a uh, spooky house. You know, that's mm. just been done so much. But um, I'm also reading a book called The Other Emily by Dean R. Koontz, and I, who I hadn't read for about 25 years or something. I, mem- I remember a friend of mine around the time of doing Southern Park recommending Dean R. Koontz. Um, and I, and so I thought I'll, I'll just kind of try you know try one of his more recent ones then i'm reading um the new david sadaris book which is called happy go lucky and oh, i've not read any david sadaris for ages actually that was one of those classic things someone recommends it to you yeah and you think who's this who's this person and then you read it it's like, oh wow yeah i think yeah. it was a me, me talk pretty one day was like the classic one that, i think that yeah. was the first one i read as well yeah yeah so um yeah i guess with me um I've been reading quite a lot of travel books because we're going away, even though obviously we can go online and sort of read things. I've been sort of reading quite a lot of travel books. And um, I think, um, I'm trying to think what, oh, I think the last book I read was this Beatles book by Craig Brown, but I didn't really enjoy it because it was a bit cynical and poorly researched as well. It was very much, oh, Yoko Ono is a bit of a witch, ha 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 kind of thing. And but sort of out of pure sort of um, pure determination, I got to the end of it. So, um, but I'm—I don't know if this is controversial. I'm not one of these people these days that just buys loads and loads of books and has a book pile. Because mm-hmm. one of my—it's one of my—and I don't want to get sort of, you know, burns at the stake for this. I'm not one of these people that posts a picture of like, oh, here's my book reading pile. I've got loads of books to read. Because I always want to say, well, stop posting pictures and actually read some of them. <laughs> it's just like... Um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of got to the stage where I've got so many books in the house that kind of... And I, I've been buying a few things digital, so sure. kind of stuck to my phone. And, 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 then, and also, I read a chapter and then I move on to another one. I think that's partly the short attention span that's developed sure. over... Well, I think what happened with me is I used to accumulate a load of stuff. I yeah was in sort of full-on hoarding mode. And um, I think when our dad died back in was it 2013 now, and we had to clear his house out, and literally we were sort of crawling through the loft and like sort of having to sort of, you know, sort of bend ourselves backwards to sort of like sort of um, navigate our way through the loft. I kind of made a mental note to myself, yeah, try and sort of, you know, keep sort of, not the clutter, but the sort of the, the volume of stuff down. And um, I think when I'm, I met Angelique, Angelique's much more of a minimalist person. So, like, um, if you see our sort of downstairs living room, it's kind of, dare I say, it feels a bit Mediterranean because it's just white walls, there's a TV on the wall, and nothing, it's just sofas. So, um, not quite the same weather as the Mediterranean, but, um, yeah. So, yeah, like, this room's got, still got books and things and then um we've got a room downstairs with books but um i, c- I can't show you very well i can't turn this very well. also the listeners can't see anyway but indeed that that's a lot of, that's probably what's left from my cd collection which is a massive part sure. um, but, but I, I i don't really ever listen to 
to those, but I want to get rid of them because I'm sure there's lots of things out there that aren't even on streaming services. I've got that thing where I put a lot of my music onto my iTunes, and for whatever reason, be it kind of storage issues with old phones or whatever, um, or I don't know why, or just like sort of bad memories <laughs> for whatever reason, I deleted stuff. And now I think, oh, I want to listen to such and such. It's like, oh, it's not. And what I need to do is go back in the loft to like the boxes of CDs and like sort of retrieve them and like reload them. So that's on the list for some point, but I'm not sure when. So, okay, uh, yeah, okay. Now, now I can sort of access, like, on my my music plan or whatever, like virtually every, every album that they've got available. But it's just like a panic of like, yeah. I, I, I can't. What, what where do I start? I'd like you download like like all of the albums of a band you've not really listened to, but then when you actually get around to listen to it, and so at the moment I'm just focusing on my little playlists that I do. Um, mm. So it's difficult to listen to a whole album. Um, and then also, I, I was when I was out the other day, I was listening to music, and I thought I've got loads of podcasts I need to catch up with. So I went over to a podcast for a bit, and then I was like, "Oh, but well, I kind of like listening to music now." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, okay." Um, so on that note, which podcasts you don't have to mention all of them, and I know there'll be the sort of shall we say the usual suspects, um, <laughs> obviously the ones that of course we listen to, but sort of which ones have sort of grabbed your attention of late i've got to look at my phone to see which ones i've been listening to. um well i mean aside from all the ones that i'm i'm on like vision of sound and, of course and, yeah. uh, and around the archives um um i don't listen to as much as 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 i'd like to because because of not commuting anymore but um mm. some of them it, it's like, like the hysteria continues which is the slasher podcast that i that first got me into podcasts like 10, 12 years ago. Um, I still, still try. I mean, I, I've still got things downloading on my phone, but it's, uh, you know, um, I listen to a, a, a Neighbours Rewatch podcast um, because it's a comedy podcast as well, so it's always fun. But obviously things were a bit sad in that sort of area. Of course, yeah. The end. And, um, and, then, and then there's obviously things like the Smellcast, who's, who's sort of, again, but I'm, I'm on that sometimes as well. So, um, so it's different. It's, time you've sort of listened to the ones that, that uh, involve people you know and things that there's less time and i have dropped quite a, a, a few or I've, there's ones where i kind of downloaded quite a lot of episodes and i know i like i know i like like there's one with sophia Lespects that talking to lots of people and, and she, oh, okay. she's really, but, um but again the episodes keep coming and I, I i don't get a chance to trying to find a way of listening to podcasts or get into my routine listening to podcasts when i'm not commuting like sort of finding their websites and listening to it directly off the website um uh, rather, yeah. rather than having to be out and about um, yeah um i guess for me i tend to listen to podcasts more say if i'm out in the local park um or when i am in the office because um one thing i did find is that when people started going back into the office they've been so used to like let's say talking like this in a room on their own they sort of didn't have the sort of volume control and so you just had all these people blaring into their sort of microphones on their headsets in the office so like um podcasts have been a real savior for that i think um in the sort of not exactly geeky but say sort of um entertainment sector i think sort of um i really like the um the irish guys that do the nothing is real podcast because i think their enthusiasm and love just really comes over and it's quite funny as well so um 
I tend to sort of always look forward to that one. And then um, another one which I've got into fairly recently, um, my background is my family was from Manchester. And um, as long as I can remember, we were always going on holidays, trips back to Manchester, which would be combined with trips to the Lake District. So I've been going to Lake District all my life, uh, especially Keswick. And uh, one good thing about living in Leeds is it's not too far away. And um, so we try and get up sort of two, three times a year. But, um, you know, safe to say I'm not as young as I used to be. So I'm not one of these people who's literally going to sort of, you know, sprint up a load of fells and back down again and drink 10 pints. You know, things are definitely more leisurely these days. But there's a good podcast I listen to called The Wainwright Ramblers. And it's just three guys. I think they're in their early 30s. And the great thing about it is, is that it's not them saying, oh, you know, I did all this stuff and I'm amazing and great. What's great is they sort of talk about sort of like kind of like the philosophy of walking and sort of like, you know, what you experience and just, you know, that thing, let's say if you're walking and you're by a lake or a tarn and you can just stop and just appreciate just the sound of the water lapping away and things like that. So um, they're sort of really sort of really nice guys. And they've recently did a challenge where they walked from, um, Ambleside to Keswick, which as the crow flies is probably, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 miles. But obviously they did it over a load of Wainwright Hills and stuff. Um, and the good thing about it was it wasn't like, oh, yeah, we sped through it and we were great and we were amazing. It was like the challenges they faced and like sort of, um, you know, sort of when they were like, oh, mentally I was really struggling here. And like, so I just wanted to give up and this, that and the other. So it's all that kind of thing. So it sort of ha- it has more of a human side to it, yeah. I, I for, from the, from the point of view of producing a podcast, I I I really like sort of. Well, I haven't done it so much in the last couple of years, but taking the podcast on trips with me, but mm. then because perhaps say say back in the Southern Park days, or or when I was even doing my poetry videos in the early noughties, no, in the early teens, um, obviously the views speak for themselves you go to venice and you you can see it so doing the podcast say in venice it's sort of slightly anxiety inducing how am i going to how am i going to put some venice into this when it's mm. when, when you're having so you're listening for like oh is that the sound of a, like a, a church bell or is that something that's very venice and um mm. so i kind of yeah, doing a podcast while you're walking. I suppose if you've got other people to interact with as well, and you've got this, you know, you've got the river, and you've got this sort of things. But it, it is, it, it is a completely different challenge trying to represent, you know, being out and about. And mm. uh, um, that brings me on to something we've sort of discussed already. That yes, um, I we well we are going away this summer, so um, we're going back to France to see my wife's family but then we're off to uh singapore and phuket and thailand and my plan is is that i'm going to be just sending you little sort of sound bites of snippets of sort of things sort of very brief just yeah. to sort of be able to sort of describe where i am and what i'm doing because um yeah it's um after obviously like the last two and a half years basically been in this country just being able to experience other places and other cultures is going to be good so um i will be um sending you some of those and then um also uh 
I bought myself um, a new Osmo gimbal, mm. um, which historically what I've done is I've done little YouTube videos, not proper, you know, bells and whistles stuff. They tend to be like two, three minutes. Um, and I tend to sort of do these little videos just of sort of like sort of things that I'm doing, places I've been and stuff. So um, I'll be loading some of those up and obviously linking on my Twitter and what have you. But um, that's one of the reasons I've had a bit of a flurry on the, <laughs> on the music front, because yeah. um, what I've done sort of in the past is I thought, all oh, right, I need a soundtrack to this. And my go-to place in the past has been the um, non-copyright sounds uh, channel on YouTube, which is yeah. great. It's great. And I use a lot. But sometimes can get a bit generic because it's like, ah, oh, here's another laid back hip hop track da, 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 with some scratchy vinyl and this and the other. And it's kind of like, well, I could cut out the middleman and just make my own. So um, I guess that's sort of prompted me to sort of do some recently. So um, that'll make it easier for editing that I don't have to refer to some other people's music. <laughs> Um, uh, listeners, when, when I, I'm, I'm sent some, some of your music, it, it's uh, I, I like to sort of like spotlight it as oh, this is a new piece. But then after that, it's kind of all, all uh, it, it, it'll turn up again in many different ways. And it must be it must for you, for you. It must be like oh, Bettina's listening to one of my tracks in the background in this episode. Of course, of course. <laughs> and um, yeah, that, in some respects, I kind of like the repeats. Rather than, as you say, being a grand, here's a new piece of music. It's great, it's great when it's like sort of there, sort of used, like sort of sort of in the background or used to like add flavour to a certain scene or whatever. And like, um, yeah, that's what I really enjoy very much. Yeah, I, I, tried, I tried to sort of have either bits of music or bits of stuff. In my head, it's kind of, I, I, I like, so, so you, you've got like the, the little crickets that sometimes it has in his... Mm. Uh, or you have the in Cuthbert, down in Cuthbert, you have my, that bit I st- that sound effect I stole <laughs> I stole from the man with the white coat. Um, as um, did as did Obi Wan Kenobi, as we found out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, uh, or or Bettina tends to have some music playing when she's. Uh, it, it all gets a bit abstract, and it's not sort of it's sort of meant to give a. Uh, rather than being completely accurate, it's difficult to know what to do when you're having phone calls as well. Do do you make it? Do you put an effect on the voice? Sometimes I used to, and now I'm kind of like, oh, it doesn't matter. If you, if if somebody was, if if we took a, the iPhones out and somebody heard us talking in another room, they wouldn't necessarily immediately realise you weren't in the room. They'd just hear because because mm. it's like Skype and and, and, mm. and phone calls. If you you don't not always that obvious, you know, because um, there's there's that distortion anymore. So. Yeah. Um, it, it, it seems a bit silly to deliberately put distortion on if you don't need to. Although I've yeah. gone through different stages, I've done gone through different stages of um, of, of, of doing it, and not doing it. I know this is a thing. Like I think with recording, sometimes there is the temptation just to throw in the kitchen sink and like sort of say if you're doing a music track, you think, oh, I'm going to put a sequencer on it, and then there's a drum track, but I'm going to put another drum track on it, and then I'm going to put a percussion on it as well, and like sort of. And well, then you realise that, like, it's not really adding to it. It's kind of detracting from the original idea. So, yeah. When I listened back to uh, older episodes of the show, um, there wasn't a, there wasn't a, a Skype recording device originally. And 
um, so so I just have no earphones in, and I'd record on my phone so that so you, Toppy and I don't sound like we're in the same room, uh, like we're in the same room, really. And then other people suggested, like you you can record your your side of the call, and they can record their side of the call, and you can put it together as two tracks. So that's sort of how we do sort of theoretically how we do chatterbox but then sometimes you then end up with four different background noises yeah. or or like um like <laughs> troby is well known for his gurgling stomach so you, or, or, <laughs> so you suddenly have a gurgling noise which you don't really want or, as well as um, his innuendo that is as yeah, well yes yeah. i um, um yeah uh, i was i was driving in the car earlier and i can't remember exactly which bit it was but he said one of his um one of his classics and yeah i had to sort of <laughs> re refocus shall i say whilst i was driving but uh yeah so um I, another thing i was going to ask because this is something that sort of um is always kind of floating around and i guess this is something that sort of is always sort of there for the quote-unquote creatives and this is applying to sort of youtubers as well as podcasters and stuff is i suppose it's like the what's the motivation for it i guess um i think what i'm coming to is um there are certain people that i follow who um you know their content's fine and stuff but then um they get into that thing where they complain that oh nobody's listening to me and it's all da, 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 da. um but then again these are people who don't engage what i would say about shall we say the family with like you know andrew lisa and martin and all the folks is that sort of if you message them or comment on them they always like say oh thank you very much da, da, da. but as other people out there if you're not sort of andrew sweet or god knows who else someone someone you know in the media darling they can have a habit of ignoring you and like you kind of think well stop whinging about sort of you know being sort of rich and successful all the rest of it and try and just remember to keep your feet on the ground a bit so yeah, um, yeah there are people who who are easier to talk to than others when i when i first the, the early episodes of the podcast i did try and contact other podcasters who who i'd listened to and some of them were really helpful uh, and, and engaged and some didn't at all and and that's some who did did the once when you went back for a second go less so so it, yeah it's not always it's not always easy um, mm, very much so but, yeah because yeah. it's um because you get the thing quite often these days i mean i can't remember how many people i follow on youtube now how many subscriptions i've got on youtube probably about let's say 30 or 40 and in terms of podcasts probably about 20 and pretty much most of them have got like a patreon or buy me a coffee or whatever it's called and um i think for me as a punter shall i say it can just sort of be that just you know that little bit of interaction that sort of you know the fact they're sort of um you know sort of listening to you and they're sort of you know grateful for your input and stuff which can think oh you know what i will buy them a coffee or i will buy their book or this that, and the other and as i say the great thing about you and the rest of the guys in your sort of family is that you're all very nice and all very lovely and friendly and accommodating which has been fantastic so yes i'm just bigging, bigging you up there you um, but, uh, well yes it's 
because I start, I started out as a listener, and and uh, I remember when I first heard the Smellcast, I was kind of like, I kind of need to be friends with this guy, but how do I get to be friends with this guy? Of course, um, yeah, because he's kind of doing all the stuff that I would either like to do or have done in, but in Sutton Park years ago, or um, and and, uh, and and I think I, I said to him once. I said, I think I found something where he'd said he was encouraging people to to write in, or if they wanted to be characters, or and, mm. and um, but I think it was quite an old email at the time, and he may not have seen it immediately. So I had to have a kind of second go and kind of go, hello. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. uh, and it, it's it's funny you mentioned Toppy because he is great. He's just always good value when he's like sort of um, on your podcast, and for listeners that haven't heard it. The um the dentist episode is just fantastic. It's just and that was all improvised, am I correct? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it sound I think it sounds like I don't want to say it sounded like it's scripted because that, that makes it sound like it was a bit yeah. forced or a bit planned, but it just sounds so natural, but it's just like genuinely funny. And you can hear hear you two just sparking off each other, and it's just wonderful. It's just really, really nice. Yeah. There's uh, an episode that's not even released yet where um coming up where because in the smellcast Toppy has been doing the boppity hop race which is something that i and I, a lot of our, our, my characters came over and watched him stuff uh, anyway so further down the line um i'm supposed to be doing exercising with him because he's now the expert in exercising and this all links in with the, the yoga vampires of course and um mm. but, but of course paul is more interested in posing for selfies for instagram <laughs> but when i was improvising i was holding my hand out like i was holding a phone in my in my hand and, and like posing and i was like why am i doing this why am i posing with my hand yeah. um, but i i was but i talking about something that sounded scripted but wasn't um in the recent chatterbox or t- time of recording recent um the scene that troby and lisa recorded where she ends up going back in time um uh, that, that was just for 10 minutes that was just perfect I, I i couldn't believe that well i didn't know what was coming when they said i said could you do something because i felt a bit bad that we weren't it was kind of we, we kind of needed to record with toppy and lisa but we couldn't do both so i sort of said said could could you perhaps do something as a so you're in it and um, yeah 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 and, and so they did but i wasn't expecting special effects and um and yeah. and, and it sounded like it was done in one take and um, yeah uh, I, I, and uh, yeah, you asked you asked Troby for an innuendo, and he gave you one. <laughs> Sorry, had to get that in. Had to get that in. So no, I, I nearly said on Twitter earlier when I said oh, I nearly had a moment when I was driving, and I was tempted, but I had to remember sort of certain people that follow me maybe aren't on our wavelength, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I nearly was going to say, oh, I was driving at one point, I nearly had to pull off, but I thought, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you'll keep that in, but there we go. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, no, it's it, it's great, and um, it's great being able to chat and things. And um, in terms of your plans for the summer, so you live in West London, is that correct? So, well, um no, I, well, I sort of live more towards Woking, Guildford Way. So I'm sort of out of town, really. Um, so I don't really even consider myself. I'm sort of Wimbledon side of London. So what side of London is that? Um, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm 40 minutes from Waterloo, so we're our own little place out here. Not that there's much here. Um, the first house I bought was in a town called Royston. 
which is about 15 miles south of Cambridge and considerably cheaper <laughs> it was back in the day um but I used to do the very much the Reggie Perrin commuting thing badgerate the signal box excuse kind of thing but the thing is I had to get the train into King's Cross and then get the northern line from King's Cross down to the Elephant Castle so yeah that was always a bit of a trek and um What's weird with the Elephant and Castle is um, when I first started work for the Department of Health in 1996, you know, it was very much, you had the classic sort of shopping centre and the rest of it. And as an area, it was a bit run down and stuff. Um, then they started doing a few bits up. And I think I can remember you could pick up like a, an apartment for like um, 120,000 or something, which is just like unbelievable now. And now they've basically just flattened the whole thing and just gentrifying the whole lot, which is just like really strange to me. I do that thing um, when I go back to London, which isn't all the time now. And it's like, oh, that's changed. Well, that's changed. Oh, that's not like that anymore and stuff. Then again, I do that when I go back to Cambridge as well. It's like, I said, oh, that's different. Okay. I, I still grab I've got family in Cambridge, but we don't yes. really see them. Yeah. I haven't been there for, I haven't been to Cambridge, I don't think, since the early noughties when Nick and I went and stayed in Cambridge to do something that kind of was supposed to be taken over from Sutton Park that never really got edited in the end. We recorded quite a few episodes, but it, never, it was like scripted and everything. And we mm. went and did a fight sequence in, in Ely. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I've really been back since then. You didn't venture to Six Mile Bottom then, no? <laughs> no, if I'd known about it, I would. Oh yeah, Six Mile Bottom, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's setting me off now. Uh, I don't tend to go back to Cambridge that often. It tends to be probably t twice a year nowadays. So, like, we are often in France at Christmas time. Um, so I tend to go sort of early December to see my brother and catch up with a few people and then maybe once in the summer because both mine and my brother's birthdays are in July. So um, don't go as as much as you used to. So, uh, yeah, it's always sort of a, a sort of funny feeling going back now. And obviously a lot of people I know have moved away from there. So like uh, um, I had my stag do in Cambridge back in 2019. Yeah. which was um well first of all it was very genteel because <laughs> i'm far too old for that kind of sort of a rock and roll lifestyle anymore and um yeah there was no sort of crazy shenanigans at all it was very much let's go to another crazy uh, another cozy backstreet pub and play some board games <laughs> pretty much yeah i went to a german beer color in in old old street or something like that all right so that was that was more sort of about uh, big big two pint things of beer but of the steins yeah, yeah. Steins. But you didn't but you didn't drink that many of them because, because um yeah i think when i had mine also it was early in the year and the, and it started to snow quite heavily whilst it was happening so people started to think mm, i have to kind of stop heading home in case we can't get home so. of course yeah um and uh it's interesting because when we go to france the drinking culture is so much different i mean the best way of describing it is to say they don't have weather spoons in france <laughs> that's the quick way of putting it yeah drinking is very much seen more as as they would call it an aperitif it's something you would do before a meal i mean the meal might be very boozy himself 
you know, a nice long two, three hour long lunch and all the rest of it. Um, but it's not so much that people go into the pub just for the sake of going to the pub and getting absolutely legless. So, um, yeah, it's um, very much more laid back, very much more laid back. And where my wife's family is, is in, it's a town called uh, La Senza Mare. And she's in a um, district of it called Les Sablettes, which is lovely. It's sort of right on the beach. And um, it's near to the bit, closest big city is Toulon. Mm. And Toulon is between Nice and Marseille. Um, but it's very nice. It's very nice. Um, she managed to get away um, at Easter. But I was saving some my annual leave. And um, she managed to get away successfully as well, um, because at Easter, she flew from Leeds Bradford Airport, which has been in the news quite a bit recently, and uh, she'd got the fast track. So once we realised that the big queue wasn't the queue that we needed necessarily, because it was just the normal queue, should we say, for the normal security, because we had, she had to go and check in at the KLM desk. It was pretty straightforward, but um, we kind of sort of, hoping that sort of things um are a bit smoother for when we fly in six weeks time but uh yeah we'll see, we'll see. We, we did do an episode from marseille um about 2018 or something like that. oh right okay um, and, and uh it was with uh, callum and i went for his birthday i think we went we went by train so we went to paris and then we connected went uh, made the connection and then did go down to marseille yeah, did you, can you remember, did you, is it Leon that you connected him? So you go all the way down to Leon and then maybe change trains in Leon? I can't remember. We, weren't, we were able to go directly from Paris. Oh, it was uh, direct, so okay, yeah. nice. Uh, yeah. And I remember we went into a, a tunnel and when you came out the other side of the tunnel, the, suddenly it looked very Mediterranean as you got closer to, to Marseille. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lovely train route um, along the coast there. It's just absolutely lovely with the sea and everything. Yeah. It's very nice indeed. Did some other train, some of the day trips as well. We went on a boat a couple of times, um, and uh, yeah. But then it was kind of like, how how can I represent this on the podcast? So yeah, of course, yeah. Um, well, I'll try and do a few little bits and pieces in France. So yes, I'll try and explain sort of where we are. So there will probably be like, oh, here I am at another cafe drinking more coffee right, <laughs> and eating more cakes. Yeah, yeah. so. I can tell um, Yeti, Yeti Uncle John all about the cakes I'm eating. So there you go. Yeah, I like that. Because as you know, we weren't that into the Jubilee or we weren't, we weren't that into sort of doing things, big street parties or anything like that. Or, um, but Nick was. And I said to Nick, if you go to anything, can you record stuff? And I think he was doing it anyway, video wise. So the other day he sent me a load of stuff that arrived and um, and I've just turned it into audio and, and not necessary to even use it in its context, but just it's nice to have. Cause I like to have sound effects, my little library. Um, yeah. so nice to know that I've kind of got some sort of garden party sound effect because we have we have a, gar- a big garden party coming up later in the year because it's Bettina's um, uh, significant birthday. So, yeah, it'll be useful to have some garden party sound effect. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, there was Jubilee stuff going on here, but like in my street, there wasn't like a street party. I'd probably say about 40% of the houses had some flags and stuff, but there wasn't a 
real sort of overwhelming kind of desire to really sort of like celebrate it in full. Um, um, but uh, the weird thing is the Frenchies absolutely loved it. It was like there was coverage all over French TV. Maybe they sort of, you know, they regret sort of like getting rid of their monarchy. So they have to borrow ours from time to time. Um, but what it did sort of bring back memories of is the Silver Jubilee in 1977, which as a kid, as I would have been, what, four years old, was like huge. There was just like, you know, for what it was just everywhere was just like flags and bunting and this, that and the other. And there's things going on. I don't really like, remember it en enough, but I remember more like the 1981 Royal Wedding. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. I was around. I don't know what I was up to. <laughs> mm. um, I was, I was, maybe I was a baby punk and I was too busy being anarchist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, kicking against the system. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I remember the, the Silver Jubilee and a lot of crepe paper. There was like sort of, yeah, just crepe paper everywhere, like you know, red, red, white, and blue crepe paper. So, mm. um, yeah, but yeah, we, um, we didn't really sort of get actively involved. And ironically, when sort of Angelique was like, oh, we haven't got any flags, da 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 da, da. I tried looking for some and I couldn't get any. And um, sort of the last time we put a flag up, <laughs> it was kind of a bit of a misfire, but also sort of funny. It was when it was the anniversary of VE Day, I think a few years ago, which I can't remember what year it would have been now. Would it have been 2019, I think? It would have been, um, and people were like putting flags up for VE Day. We didn't have a British flag, so we put our French flag up. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, we're kind of like, well, it's victory in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's our way of saying thank you. You know, but I'm sure some of the neighbours, especially the ones that probably partake of the Daily Mail, were like harumphing at us. So, um, yeah. So, um, there's a, a bit of a sort of two fingers up to them, basically. So, like, uh, yeah. I, um, I mean, in some respects, I, it's kind of sitcom land where I am because I'm sort of in the suburbs and on my street as a reasonable number of retired people. And so um, we had a load of building work done last year and consequently, like the front garden was literally a building site for quite a while. And it's only been like the last few months I've got around to sort of rectifying it. And like, um, if I'm working from home, like over lunchtime, maybe I'll go out and do some stuff. And like, was it the old Harry Enfield character? Like, you don't want to be doing it like that. You want to do it like this. Oh, you don't want to hurry. You want to use like a proper fork for that. Turning it and just like, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. So um, I've um, I've taken to actually <laughs> wearing headphones when I'm gardening, so I don't have to listen to the neighbours' helpful hints anymore. So yeah. But um, back in the day when I wasn't so much of, of a keen gardener, and probably more when I was like sort of out more gallivanting and stuff. I could tell the neighbours, especially the ones with the net curtains, would get a bit sort of um, tetchy with me because I, I think they thought I was letting the um, letting the street down because I was too busy enjoying myself rather than like you know sort of tending to the weeds and sort of the um, you know sort of all, all the other sort of bits and pieces in the garden. But now um, now I'm older. Yes, I am sort of starting to do the whole gardening thing. So uh, there we go. So um, so what have you got planned for day? Because I've got to head off and start sort of um, yes. Sort of Basting. I better careful how I say that. I'm going to start basting soon. Um, I shall probably be edit, continuing to edit the next episode. So, how many have you got lined up at the moment? Because in the most recent episode, you said you got quite a lot in the can. Yeah, probably 
up until September. I probably got like eight or nine episodes a month already recorded to a certain extent. Um, but yeah. but I, you know, I shall shuffle, shuffle things around. So this we won't be waiting till September to hear this. Um, sure. I, I it, it's it's more the story. The story. I have to keep an eye on the stories because mm. don't we get too far away. Otherwise, it'll be. Summer Garden Party will be big broadcast in in November or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, or like that so that classic thing when you sort of like get to see the neighbours Christmas episode in like sort of April or whatever it would be. Yeah. So would you be going to the neighbours farewell tour actually? Um, I in, in spirit, but I don't. I don't think. Um, mm. Yeah, I I, 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 I don't think I'll get. And but, on that on that note. Um, are you off to see Abba Voyage as well? Yeah, again, I'd like I'd like to at some stage, but I think well, we know with we know with that it'll probably be around for a while. So, I like, yeah. I like, From uh, what I've read of it, um, it's very good. It's very good. But at the moment, this thing that sort of grates a bit. I think it's the it's the prosecco and fancy dress crowd that yeah. are sort of like you know sort of monopolising it at the moment and sort of. You know, as you said, I'd wait for things to die down. Yeah. So, um, by afternoon when nobody else is. <laughs> indeed, indeed, yeah, indeed. Um, um, I mentioned the Nothing Is Real podcast earlier, and um, I'd be mulling the fact if Paul McCartney did a, another tour next year, whether it'd go. And again, it's that kind of like uh, maybe, but like the tickets are going to be horrendous, and you'll basically be viewing it from another postal code from where he's on the stage. And his voice isn't as great, and blah 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 blah. I, I got and quite and last year. I got it quite into, or during lockdown, going seeing things virtually anyway. Now I'm kind of because because my mobility can be a bit problematic. Mm. Um, you know, like I, I saw I saw you know I think I saw Kylie doing a, a show, and I saw uh, Lindsay Buckingham doing a show, and oh, okay, and, yeah. and I think a few like. Um, can't think who now like famous people talking on the stage with so and so Jonah Lumley talking on the stage um and, and I've just bought that book I mentioned the Jarvis Cocker book he's doing a, a talk about it next month and it's 25 pounds to go and see him live or it's five pound to watch it online uh, it's just too much hassle to go and see of him. course yeah um, and that five but five pounds sounds great so I've got a ticket for that I um I've pretty much stopped going to the cinema I mean that was kind of a pre-covid thing anyway much as I love going to the cinema and the full experience, I would just get so wound up by just people making noise, asking about on their phones and stuff, and it just really detracted from the experience. I, having said that, I might, because they've been re-releasing the Bonds, I might go and see Moonraker later this month, because that's going to be on the big screen. I'm not sure where they're up to at the moment. Um, I might go and see that, in the hope that the people who are seeing it are like sort of proper sort of like fans who are not going to sort of, you know make loads of noise. I was disappointed not to go and see The Time to Die. That was called? No Time um, to Die, yeah. No Time to Die, yeah. Um, and because that came out around the time of my birthday, but that's when I think I probably had COVID and wasn't uh, yeah. realized, wasn't sure what was, what was going on, so I never did. Um, but uh, I did see Scream 5 or whatever. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, another thing I could go on about is when I um, go to France and see films Mm-hmm. Which are, yeah, so like I think I saw some of the recent Star Wars films in in France as well. So like um, that <laughs> can be a bit of a challenge because my French is progressing, but it's not that amazing. So uh, yeah, 
But um, no, there's an interesting thing you mentioned about sort of, yeah, it could just be easy to go and see things or just do things virtually these days, very much so. Um, and sort of kind of just got used to that. Uh, but uh, no, we haven't got anything planned in terms in terms of um, any sort of concerts or theatre trips. Just one more thing on the Bond thing. When we go to Phuket, um, they've got the bit in Phuket called James Bond Island. So if you've seen The Man with the Golden Gun, yeah. Christopher Lee, the bit where they have the jewel on the beach, um, there's a sort of famous picture of them like standing back to back. And there's like a sort of very well-known like sort of rock formation sort of sticking out of the sea. And you can do um, day trips to that, which are very popular. Yeah. But that's the problem. It's just like hordes and hordes of tourists. And so, like, it's like, is it really worth doing that just to try and get the photo when, like, you've got sort of just loads and loads of people milling around? Or do you, like, pay a fortune to, like, go on a sort of early solo trip and all the rest of it? And we, in the end, we just thought, can't be bothered, you know? <laughs> just, for all the hassle it's going to cause us having to get up early, just to sort of do like the the Instagram shot, we're just like, oh, no, can't be bothered. <laughs> sort of like we could live without it. Yeah. So, um, oh, I'm with the Golden Gun, my favourite James Bond theme tune. <laughs> it's a funny one because it's kind of like a sort of it's kind of very sort of staccato. Is that all that kind of business? Um, uh, I think probably mine is still probably nobody does it better. But again, we're getting into sort of my area of things. So we're getting back to like, you know, Tom Baker, Tom Baker, Doctor Who, and it's Roger Moore, James Bond. And we had the um, we had the dinky um, uh, we had the dinky Lotus. <laughs> to quote Trope, I've still got a little dinky, yes, uh, or, or Eric Morecambe. Um, and um, it was funny when we were going back again. Actually, when we were going back to clear the loft out, we found this little dinky lotus that fired the missiles and stuff and like um i was like oh that's nice and my brother's like no that's mine (laughs) and he was like no he's adamant he like he pulled rank he said no i'm having that (laughs) and this yeah this is someone who actually does drive like a nice sports car but like he had such fond memories of this little rusted battered up dinky lotus he's like no that's mine yeah it's like the other one that I'll finish on as well is um, we used to have the dinky Star Trek Enterprise that you'd twist a thing and had the photon torpedoes um, and had the little the sort of little uh, transporter, not transporter, little sort of shuttle that came out of the bottom as well. Yeah. Um, but like the sort of middle bit of like the Space 99 Eagles, they always disappeared. But um, we had one of these, but then um, my dad... Um, he gave basically gave it to a kid like long after we'd left home and stuff. And my brother was absolutely gutted. But that was mine. That was my Starship Enterprise. So like uh, a few years ago, thanks to the wonders of eBay, I um I got him another one. And now in his office, like on the shelf that I've got behind me, um, sits his Star Trek Enterprise. So there we go. It sort of um, yeah, all comes back to memories and things. And talking of memories, I've got to um. I'm getting into trophy territory. I'm about to say, I've got to do some polishing this afternoon. I've got some... <laughs> <laughs> I've not even been drinking yet. So <laughs> wait till we do a drunk trap. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'll get Angelique to help. Yeah, um, uh... <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, let's let's do a drunken chatterbox at some point. Anyway, 
God, I'm turning into what he called it. Well, the producer said to me, um, "Yes, I was. I was just cleaning the. I was just cleaning the birdcage out. I fell in. Yeah. Um, so I've got. A, I've got a polish. I've bought some Brasso. And Brasso is one of those things. As soon as you smell it, you get this Proustian rush, and it just reminds me of like the candelabra that we had on the sideboard, which was like the sort of the one and only centerpiece sort of thing we had in our dining room. That sort of my mother was very proud of. And as soon as you sniff the the Brasso, it's like Oh wow, that takes me back. So yes. So um yeah, anyway, I'd better get back to um yes. buttering up my chicken. Yeah. <laughs> God, oh dear, dear. Don't don't let me do a chatterbox with Troby because you know you might end up you might have end up having to censor quite a lot of it, I think. Oh, no. There's that's the explicit buttons for yeah. there should be a double um, on top. Don't like the I don't uh, on on Nibson, it used to be they used to be um, clean, sort of explicit, and in the middle, and that, they got rid of that. So you have to either be clean or explicit. And, I, and our show can kind of—I don't like the word explicit though, because it should be double entendre instead. Yeah, and um, I like it when double entendre is used, kind of like seasoning. Um, I suppose this is like so. Well, this is the the, the writer of me speaking here. Um, that like if you're writing like a play or a sketch or something, you don't want to just fill it with like effing and jeffy and stuff. But sometimes you need that sort of you need to punch, you know, make it a bit more punchy. So like, um, yeah. So maybe there needs to be a certain, certain button like clean, explicit, and just troby. <laughs> <It's like laughs> special, special sort of thing. One more thing, sort of going back to Anglo-French relations, is that although Angelique's um, English is like ninety-nine percent perfect, sometimes she sort of misses stuff. So like just the other. Other day, for example, I had to explain what bingo wings were. Yeah. Uh, and just, and sometimes like uh, some Cockney rhyme and slang. So, like, oh, I chucked him in Ayrton. It's like, what? what, what what's that? You know, Ayrton, Senna, Tedda, and you know, so, so, uh, Yeah, it's, it's, it's a learning experience. So, anyways, right. The kitchen, the kitchen beckons. So, yeah. I bid you farewell, kind yes, sir. You. It's been lovely to talk to you, finally. And um, we'll speak soon. Yes. Take care. Have a great rest of the day. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. lovely guy that was a great chat paul you did a good job oh you know, we both did a good job it's a conversation it's not a one-way thing oh sorry paul yes yes uh i i did enjoy it i hope i get to meet him next time yes i'm sure you will yes yes i'd like that yes he mentioned me he mentioned me which shows a you know a great a great amount of taste on his part i think it, it does he 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 does have a lot of taste yes Yes, yes. Hmm. So, uh, are there any Sutton Park clips this episode, Paul? No Sutton Park clips, no. There's no need for them. Not this time. I, I don't want to, you know, muddy the waters with quizzes or, or, or Sutton Park clips. I think, you know, we, we've just had a lovely conversation with Muffley on tour. And, and that is enough. And now it's time to say goodbye. It's the end of the show. Oh, right. Goodness. How time has flown.
Time has flown, yes, but it is time to say goodbye. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, is there anything else you want to say before we leave? Well, I guess, I guess it wouldn't hurt to share with you one final piece of music by Muffly on Tour. Um, this one's called Flight 2. Flight 2, yes. It's quite different from Flight 1. That is always very exciting to hear. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, guys. Are you still cross with me? Cross with you? No. I'm not cross with you? No, I'm not cross with you either, Paul. A little bit miffed, but uh, not cross. Okay. Okay, well, listeners, before we go, so this is Flight 2 by Muffy on Tour, which he um, has composed for a video project coming soon. But uh, anyway, we get to hear it here first. Have a listen. Well, listeners, that's all we've got time for. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Um, and I think you'll agree we have had a very special guest and one that's far more interesting than Henry VIII. So, uh, yes. <laughs> Muffly, you can have that as a quote for any future projects. The one good thing I'll say about Muffly, well, one of the many good things I'll say about Muffly that um, which rises him in my you know, estimations above Henry VIII is that... You know, he never tried to have anyone beheaded or anything like that. Well, not not to my knowledge, anyway. No, I don't think he would do. He's far too nice to be doing that sort of thing. Anyway, it's nice to know that one's listeners, um, you know, don't behave so uh, barbarically. Anyway, right, where was I? Right, yes, it's time to go. So, uh, yeah, take care. Muffly will be back in the future, whether uh, in voice or in music. But, uh, yeah, expect to hear from him soon, and you'll hear from me even sooner. So, yeah, you take care. 
and uh, I'll say goodbye for now. All right, bye for now. Bye-bye. Yeti Uncle John. Yes, well, I think you're right. It was quite disrespectful. Yes, I mean, well, you were giving him our ideas and he poo-pooed them. Yes, he did poo-poo them, didn't he? Still, I mean, he uh, may not have been um, Henry VIII, uh, the guest, but uh, that muffly on tour, he's, he's all right. He, he said He said very nice things about me. Oh, so that makes it okay, does it? Uh, come on, Cromarty, you can't blame Muffley on tour. It wasn't his fault. It's Paul we should be cross with. Muffley was a perfect guest. It was Paul that kept us from him as well. I know, I would have liked to have spoken to him. Well, maybe next time. What are you talking about, guys? Well, we're talking about uh, Paul was recording earlier uh, with Muffley on tour, and he never told us he let us sleep. Oh, Muffley on tour? Oh, yes. I spoke to him. Lovely guy. Lovely guy. You, you what? You, you spoke to Muffley on tour? I can't believe it. What were you doing? I mean, why were you in the house when Paul was talking with Muffley? Oh, I just came by. Uh, I had some post. Only delivered. To my ship. Went for Paul. I just popped it in. Paul was talking to Muffley. I said hi. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe that... Uh, uh, it, it just gets worse. I know, I feel snubbed. Oh dear, guys. Oh dear, oh dear. Yes, oh dear, oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, I'm I'm speechless. It's probably a good time for that. I can hear the thing with the brain. Oh yes, so can I. Yes, me too. Oh, oh well. Yes, get over it, guys. Get over it. Oh dear, oh dear. Oh, I, 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 oh dear, oh dear. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh, dear. (laughs) What's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. So, darling, how did it go? What, my uh, chat with Muffley? 
very well, very well. We recorded nice and early. Um, you know, it was just easier when nobody was up and about. This flat is so small and there's always the potential for clattering. Oh, yes, darling, clattering. Yes, oh, I've heard clattering on your show before now. Yes, we have had clattering in the background. If not clattering with pots and pans, then the boiler starts to make a noise or trains start running by outside. It's difficult to get a quiet time in this flat. Oh, yes, darling. Well, it's nice to hear it was plain sailing. Yes, it was plain sailing. The actual talking with Muffley, it went well, it was fine. But um, I think I might have offended his Uncle John and Cromarty. Oh, darling, I heard something from Ick. Ick told them to get over it. Oh, yes, I heard about that. I, I neglected to mention that Ick did actually get to speak to uh, to Muffley. Um, yeah, and uh, just briefly, and Cromarty and Yeti Uncle John were already crossed at missing out, and now they think that Ick was somehow involved in some long, long chat, which he wasn't. Oh, dear, oh, dear. No, oh, darling, I wouldn't worry about it. They were fast asleep. They can't be involved in every interview you do. I know, but Muffley said some very nice things about Yeti Uncle John before now, and uh, I think Cromarty's quite a fan of his music, and I've said that they can speak to him another time. I, I didn't mean to upset them, but it seems I have. Darling, as Ick said, time for them to get over it. Yes, yes, I think it probably is, but I don't know. Those guys. Oh, darling, those guys. Never mind. They'll live. Yes, I think they will. Anyway, there'll be other chances. Of course, darling, of course. Sometimes I just really wonder about this show. I really do. This is just the weirdest thing I've ever heard. 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546, 546